So let's start now. And my artist is Brownie Stewart from Australia. Welcome, Brownie. How are you doing today? Hello, Shahat. Yeah, hey. great today. How are you going? Where, where in Australia are you? I'm in Canberra, which is oh. the capital city of Australia. Uh-huh. Uh, the bush capital, we call it, because it's in the middle um, of the country, really. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, I'm actually familiar with your place because in another life, I used to translate TV series to add captions and then in my country, uh, original country, Brazil, we actually dubbed the, the videos. And there was a police series that I did the whole series. I can't remember the name now, but they were in Canberra. So I, I remember, you know, getting used to the accent and everything. It was really fun. It was really fun. Tell me one thing. Yes, please. But actually, before we go, because I know you're probably a little nervous, right, with the interview? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just a little. <laughs> and that's normal. Uh, you know, we actually got a lot of people saying, finally, a live stream in the time we can watch in Australia. So I want you to know there are many people from Australia watching you today, but we also, of course, have the US, UK, Canada, Sweden, Netherlands, Germany, New Zealand, Bahamas, France, Brazil, Finland, and Spain. They're all watching you. They're all waiting to be inspired by your art. It's fabulous, isn't it, to be able to go all around the world at the same time. Yeah, it, it is amazing what we can do today and how we can spread the word about what we do. How did you get started with art? Uh, it was about five years ago I enrolled in a one-day class to do um, An Elegant Lady, it was called, with um, uh, a local girl who um, is very experienced and does takes a lot of classes. Uh -huh. Anyway, I turned up this day and I looked at this girl and I thought, oh, you look familiar. Anyway, it turned out we went to boarding school together about 50 years before that. <laughs> so, <laughs> and and had lost contact so it was a really good reconnection for us uh -huh. and we still have that connection and that's that's that was your first touch with this medium correct yes that's right and then a few years later after i retired from um my work i started uh doing paverpole again taking classes with lex and then the business came up for sale so I thought oh well I'll have a go I'd nice. probably manage that. Nice. so so your first touch was those five years later where you got in touch with, with the medium or you were creating things before as well uh, I come from a textile background oh. uh, really doing fashion design um, and clothing manufacture and things like thread paintings, uh, frame machine embroidery. Wow. I dabbled in a lot of things, silk painting, uh -huh. um, paper weaving, shibori, all sorts of things. Wow, Yeah, nice. before I came to this. So it, it was a normal bridge for you to cross and experience the textiles in another form, right? Yes, a way to um, use up some and wing patiently in the cupboard. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've been learning free machine embroidery and I'm loving it. I actually have an ostrich in my office that I made this small, but I'm really proud of that. I like that a lot. So oh, it's Brown, fabulous fun, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is fun. I love embroidery, but the free machine is a whole new thing for me, the free machine embroidery. So it's been really, really fun. I see a lot of beautiful pieces behind you. But I want to show people first three pictures that you sent to us about your art. And you are free to talk, to tell me how, what inspired you to create that piece or if you want part of the process. Okay. Let's see the first one. Sounds good. There we go. Uh, yeah, so this uh, lady... Um, She's in one of the Pavapol um, instruction books called uh, The Sculpting with Liquid Polymer. 
and she's called Lady in a Straw Hat, but clearly this one doesn't have a straw hat. She has a wrap around her head. Uh -huh. And I call her uh, Lost in the Garden. Um, she looks a bit like she's been how, how in the garden that? and neglected. Uh, it's about three foot high. Uh -huh. And it's sitting on top of um, a block of hebel, which is a porous material, uh, reasonably um, heavy. So it's stable. Um, and I've used a polystyrene head and painted direct, uh, Paverpole directly onto the head, uh, a few coats to give it a good coverage, and using stockinette mainly for the um, draping of the fabric, and uh, silk flowers very cool. that take to the Paverpole very well as well. Nice. Let's see the next one. Ah, now these are rocking birds. The instructions are also in one of the um, Paverpole books called um, Elegant Figurines. And um, I made these for my son-in-law when him and my daughter had their first baby. Um, I just called it Father and Son. Uh-huh. You know, the, uh, they're called rocking, boards, uh, rocking birds because there's a rock in the base of them. And they have a zip up the back, which gives them some style and some texture. They're just made with paverpole and fabric um, uh, bound up with um, foil underneath and then the wrapping of the um, material strips, the T-shirt material, and using um, wire for the shape, but also there's... Um, stems twigs and stems out of the garden very interesting and now the last one for now ah now this one i have it behind me it came about because i had a lot of um heads that i'd made with a, a two-part um air drying clay and i thought what can i do with them anyway i have had a block of um, uh, polystyrene, uh -huh. which was from packing material, so it's re repurposed, and it just evolved really with ladies, and um, it became a bit of a well, I've called it resurfaced because it's about you know coming back to life really, uh -huh. Very and it has. Um, if you can see the close-up, it has um, a lady on the top, relaxing, couple of, one on each, dressed in um, uh, lovely drapey clothing. Oh. And this one, this side is the um, uh, eyes. One of those eyes, the open one, is a mould okay. that I'd made and converted into an eye. One's one eye's closed, one's open. And another of the moulds you can see uh, makes a nose. And the lady up the top, her um, skirt drapes down, um, giving that, that one some hair. Uh -huh. Very cool. You can see that. Very cool. Yeah. Now, I see some beautiful pieces behind you. Do you think you, you yes. could grab me one of them and show to us? Okay. Yeah. I think the little, I think it's a little girl in blue. Oh, nice, that one. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. Can you see that one? Yes. Uh, so this one, again, um, is made with a base of polystyrene. Oh. Uh, which is, you know, it's quite dense and um, gives a steady... Uh, steady, a <laughs> solid base underneath. It's a um, take on the um, um, nomad ladies. You uh -huh. see uh, that are that are basic paverpole um, structure or sculpture that a lot of people make and are quite simple. This is just an extension using um, some evening fabric over the top with some braid and um, jewellery in the, in the holes in the centre. 
they're just an unusual um, uh, style line with so did, using did copper. Say, did you say the 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 body styrofoam or just the head? No, no, the body. The body. All wow. this, yeah. Uh -huh. All this under here uh -huh. is um, uh, really solid um, polystyrene. Okay. And um, it has wire down the side as well, so the uh, armature wire to give it more stability, and across um, the shoulders, so to hold the hands. Uh -huh. The hands and the face are made from a two-part air drying clay. Would this piece um, and, uh, be able to go in the garden? Uh, yes. Yes. Wow. The copper would, um, you know, colour. Uh -huh. This do it, it doesn't live in the garden. It lives inside. But if it was in the garden, um, because the air drying clay is um, suitable for the garden for outside, uh -huh. I'm not really sure about. Yeah, I'll just show you the back because there's some nice yeah. draping. If you can see, yes, uh, it's draping right down to the bottom. Uh, what yeah. type of textile did you use there? Uh, that is a um, it's it's a synthetic fabric evening wear. I mean, you probably can't see it on the um, on the screen, but it has uh, a sparkle, a silver sparkle through it. Um, in a design line of the material. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's really works really well. Very for pretty. this sort of thing. So Brian, what do you say if we show people a little bit of your city? Oh yes. yes. It's autumn here now. So there's some fabulous colours in the um in the in the trees around the place. Oh nice. As okay. you see so in the video. Let's watch that video then. streetscapes with the beautiful coloured leaves. This is the arboretum that has been created in the last few years. And that's a view over the city, over Lake Burley Griffin from the arboretum. The arboretum is a collection um, and that's the pod, the gumnut pod play area for little kids. Um, This is our botanic gardens that has some beautiful native flowers out like this dirt desert pea, um, which grows in some places and the grass trees are quite prominent um, in Australia. You can see the tall flower spikes on those. And the banksia flowers, uh, there's hundreds of varieties of banksias and eucalypts and they have and this is some beautiful texture on one of the um, eucalypt trees at the Botanic Gardens. That only happens at certain times of the year. That's a hakea in my garden, it's another native. This is the balloon fest that um, happens every March and it's spectacular. The, Weather start. These are Canberra-based balloons, Sky Whale and Sky Whale Popper. That's the short Lake Shore. Uh, lake Burley Griffin is a man-made lake. This is the Carillion that was a gift. It's a bell tower with 57 bells, donated by the British government, and it's rather lovely, a popular spot for people to meet and have events like weddings. Uh, Canberrans love 
getting out and picnicking around the lake. That's the National Library with a beautiful um, water, water feature in the front. Some native wildlife, kangaroos, lorikeets. These are found all around Canberra and also down the coast. This is a stylized eagle that the Australian people donated to build in uh, to thank America for helping out in the Asia Pacific um, during the war. This is our Parliament House, which is covered with grass, and it was built that way so the people could be above the part, the government. This is some shots from down the coast, which is very close to Canberra. That's we very say Canberra's... pretty. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Australia it's a lovely is, city. It's in my bucket list for a very long time because of the animals that you have there. I got to go someday and be able to photograph them. I have a few questions for you, okay? Jen is asking, yeah. where do you draw the most inspiration for, for your pieces? Um, I guess from people around me, um, the bush. The bush? <laughs> yes, um, you know, I just I look around, there's a lot of art on the, um, on the internet as well. Uh -huh. um, and not that I copy anything, but it, you get some inspiration oh, yes. from that. Uh -huh. And from our native bush and... Um, uh, animals, I like animals from everywhere, nice. really. That's good. Linda is asking, what are some unusual materials that you have used power pole on, on that might be interesting to try? Um, Hessian is a really good one. It's an open weave and it has quite a lot of body. So I really enjoy um, using that. Can I just show you? Oh yeah, yes, of course you can. Yeah, so just some little, these are made with poly bodies and, but the skirt, I've made a skirt out of um, Hessian and also a hat. She's a social lady, a simple little one made with pava scrub, but uh -huh. yeah, the Hessian. Um, feathers, this, feathers don't really work with um, pava pole, but they make a good add-on if add it's not going those. outside. Very cool. Uh, paper is also a good one. In that last sculpture, um, it the base on the wooden base, the texture is made with tissue paper in the paper pole, which gives a really nice um, look. Very good. Uh, Katie, I live in a very hot place and am curious if these hold up well to extreme heat. Uh, yeah, they do. Um, they can uh, soften a little bit in the heat, in the sun, but once it cools down again, they'll harden. So it's not, not an issue. Very good. And Elena Brown, you mentioned the drapey on the doll you showed us with the beads hanging. Uh, just a sec. Brown, Brown, you mentioned the drapey on the doll you show us with the beads hanging. Was it synthetic? I thought power pole worked only on natural fabrics, or did I hear it wrong? No, that's correct. Um, it works best with natural fibers, uh, and you can't use it with things like nylon because the, it will get really brittle. But these sort of fabrics, evening fabrics, work well. This um, particular sculpture hasn't been outside, so that hasn't been put to the test, really, that fabric, but I think it would be fine because it has the layers of pavapole to protect it. Okay. And Don is saying, your designs are lovely. Are most of them your own original concepts? Uh, no, some of them are. Some of them are concepts from other people. Um, that particular um, doll is a, an original concept from my friend Lex Sorrentino uh -huh. and um, 
I just created it from that. But most of them are. My, the ones that you see, most of them are my concepts. The lady um, in the garden, she is a, the instructions are in one of the Papapole books, so that one's not mine, although I've created it uh, with, differently with stands. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jim wants to know, what is your favourite Papapole product to use? Uh, transparent, I think, is the most versatile. Uh -huh. But I really like using Artstone. You can make some really fabulous effects with Artstone and Papapole. Um, I don't have a lady here. I made a full skirt and dress with this uh, lady in blues and um, blues and whites. Uh -huh. Yeah, and, and looks really fabulous. And you can use it on bases and all sorts of all sorts of effects. It gives a stony, rocky sort of effect. Uh-huh. And it's very cool. So, yeah. Ron, I want to see the place where you usually work. And you sent us a picture. So tell me a little <laughs> bit about that. Let's, let's see the picture. Okay. Ooh, uh, lots of product is, there. Um, yeah, so this is actually my garage. And that's where I store all my Patapol products. I have a little nook right at the end of the garage, as you can see, uh, where I work. It's just enough space for the table and for me, and I can open the, the roller door to get some good light in there. Yeah, so it's pretty tight, but um, it's just enough space. Just proves you don't need a lot of space to actually work with. True, very cool. Now, do you sell your pieces? And if uh, you yes, do, I where do. do you sell them? Uh, mainly at markets. Uh, we've um, collaborated with two of my friends and we just went to a handmade uh, market in Canberra a few weeks ago. And another one, yeah, mainly that's locally at, at different sorts of markets. And, and what's the response yeah. every time you go? Do, do people, are they intrigued? Because my experience is when you say that you have to, you use fibers or textiles to create a sculpture, people go like, what? Uh, how, how, how is it? Yeah, they're there? pretty amazed. Yeah, people are pretty amazed and, uh, you know, overwhelmed, I guess, in a way that you can uh -huh. do that with textiles and, um, you know, like it's a bit of a recycler, it's, uh, Papapole sculptures, mm -hmm. because you can use um, things you haven't used, be you know, that are no longer functional, like your t old T-shirts or polystyrene that was for packing and um, so you can save wasting it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes, the response is, yes, amazed really. Most people are amazed with yes, it. Yes, I know. Uh, and do you give classes? Uh, mostly I've been out of town into the country areas. My most recent one, I went to a town called Hillston, which is about 400 kilometres away, uh -huh. where it's quite dry and on the edge of the outback, really. So I, am, I haven't uh, been doing classes in Canberra because there's a couple of girls that do classes that are very... Are experienced and proficient uh -huh. um, in and around Canberra, but I'm and I don't have the space at my house, so I'm just. But I intend to do classes, and I'm looking for a suitable place to do that. Uh huh. Very cool. Uh, I want. Let me let me see something here. Uh, let's take a look at some other pictures of pieces that you have sent us, because I bet people are getting. Oh my gosh, I love this. Let's see. <laughs> Do you have one there? Oh, yes. Yes, that's that um, resurfaced. Um, see, you can see uh, the model of a woman with a dress just relaxing back, um, coming into the, coming back into the world, I guess. That's on one end of the... Um, resurfaced sculpture that I've created and you'll find some other pictures 
of around so that's that other side that we looked at before uh-huh and the other end using different fabrics uh this this fabric that this dress is made out of is actually made from a very fine um bed covering oh. so that looks and feels like cotton but it actually isn't but it works really well with Pavapol. It responds really well. Very cool. Yeah, it always amazes me uh, how much we can actually repurpose things that we have at home instead of uh, throwing them out, right? So you have the, uh, the artists that use T-shirt and, and the, the bad sheets and things like that, the styrofoam, how many things we can, paper, so how many things we actually can repurpose before, uh, before throwing them out, of course, and then giving a new meaning, but most of all, making a piece of art with that. It, it always amazes me that we can do this. Now, let me just yeah. tell, yeah, isn't that so? That's right, yeah. <laughs> it's fabulous what you can do. Uh-huh. And um, with this, in this day and age when we want to recycle and, you know, clean up our world, yeah, it's yes, a perfect exactly. solution. Exactly. I'm, I'm just telling people that arrive a little later that you're seeing all the time three websites on, on your screen at the bottom. These websites are the right places for you to go to look for the, uh, the whole line of product from Paul and classes, right? So PaverPaulAmerica.com is in the U.S. So if you're in the U.S., you want to visit that website and take a look. Uh, if you are in Australia, powerpoweraustralia.com.au is the right place for you to go. And powerpow.com, click on distributors and you're going to see a list of countries and distributors that you can get in touch of in your country. Uh, so, you know, nobody gets left behind. There is somebody near you, you want to go check them. Uh, I have a few questions here for you. Nancy is saying, the bases of your pieces are very unique. Do you make them yourself or are they, are they found objects? Uh, they're mostly wooden. Um, I know use wooden bases because they, they're weighty and which makes the sculpture stable. Um, they're all different. Some of them are actually, you can see this orange the one with the terracotta dress and the blue wrap uh -huh. well that's made out of a light stand so you can repurpose light stands um table legs chair legs uh these um most of most of them are wooden but the elephants are made on metal paver pole stands two-legged uh -huh. stands the social ladies the socialites, they're just a little poly dolly with a, um, well, this one has a tiny little wooden base. Base, yeah. Uh, one of them, some of them are, you can use Hebel, which is a porous material that's very cheap you can buy, which is what um, the lady in the garden behind, directly behind me is. The big one, um, yes. Yeah, the big one. That's what. That and just has enough, it's not too heavy, just has enough weight in it to stabilize it so it doesn't, you know, fall over. Elena is asking, Can you show us your doll behind you with a reddish dress? What is her shawn made of? The one you just touched a few moments, moments ago. Uh, yeah, her shirt, her shawl is side. made from. There you go. There Can you, you see it? Yeah. Yes. So it's it's made from a top I bought at an op shop um, that had a lacy. So it's, it was a cotton top, and this is lace, cotton lace. So it has a nice effect, doesn't it? Drapes really yes. well, and it's responded very well to the pavapole color. Very cool, beautiful colors too. Uh, Devon is saying that relaxed lady was absolutely fantastic. I think the ones we show with the Thank picture. you. Yes. <laughs> and Rose is asking, is Power Paul like a glue? No, it's a silica-based uh, product, which is non-toxic to humans and animals. It was created by, I believe, by a group of artists in the Netherlands who um, 
for their artistic endeavours needed something to uh, solidify their creations. And this is the product we're using. Cool. It looks a bit like wood glue in Australia, uh -huh. but it's stronger and it's weatherproof, whereas wood glue doesn't, is not. So, so develop a little bit about on, on the weatherproof. How, how weatherproof is this? Can, can you pick uh, a piece? What, what, what care do you have to have to put it outside and for how long do they last? Ah, I have, I know of um, friends that have pieces that are 16 years old. You just wow. need to, if, yeah, you can add a product called Pavaplast, which gives them extra weatherproofing. Uh -huh. But you don't need it. You don't need it for everything. Probably an extreme, um, probably best for Australian, like Canberra winter. It can get well, reasonably cold on our standards, probably <laughs> not on Canadian standards, but... Um, how, how cold does it get? And, uh, we can get down to minus nine at, okay. at night. Um, our day to, we've had a few, we're in autumn now, and we've had some, we've been down to minus four at night. Uh -huh. But that, that means we have beautiful cool. sunny days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Katie is asking, does Puffer Paul work on plastic? No, um, it doesn't uh, adhere to plastic, which is a really good thing because it means you can uh, wrap things in plastic that you don't want to, um, to be hardened and you can use old plastic for giving them shape while they're drying. Like if you have a dress and you want to give it some body, then you can put some plastic um, underneath it just while it's drying to hold it the shape that you um, require. So the plastic can be, can be actually a, a fantastic aid in the process of making, making yeah. a sculpture because you can help shape and not have things that you don't want the, the product on, correct? Yeah, if you had a, you know, a, a plastic stand, you could wrap it in alfoil and that would uh, cover the plastic and then you wrap the um, alfoil with whatever, whether it's your fabric strips or the um, wrappers, which are also a really good Pavapole product for wrapping things and you could use it that way. Okay, and I want to go back <coughs> to the pieces that can go in the weather. What uh, what I shouldn't do if I'm making a piece to put in my garden? Is there any anything that I should be aware of? Uh, just to make it well covered, like to give it at least um, three coats of Pavapole okay. and make sure everything's covered and there are no gaps. Because if there are gaps, then... Um, that means water, if it rains, water can get in, other things can get inside and that will um, diminish the weatherproofing uh -huh. of it. Very cool. Sally Mason, if, you're, if you use power pole translucent, does the color of the fabric show through well or does it get faded by the product? No, it's, it's beautiful. It shows the exact colors. Um, which is great if you've got patterned fabric. You just have to be a little bit aware that if it goes out in the sun, then some fabrics can fade. So um, Pavaplast is a good protector, but it does alter the colour slightly, makes it a bit darker. But you can also, um, you can also use, uh, put Josephine varnish over the top. Uh, that's a Pavapol product. If you give it a few layers of that, then that helps to preserve the colour. Very cool. And who's this beautiful lady behind you? Uh, this beautiful dancing lady. Yeah. <laughs> is, um, she's on a um, wooden stand. Her body is a polystyrene ball. Ooh. And I've used a two-part... Um, air drying clay for her face, which I've, I've made the face from the, most of my made from mold. So, uh -huh. you know, 
it doesn't matter if you can't sculpt, you can still make some lovely faces. And these are just clothing. Um, her, her skirt is made with some really lovely African uh, fabrics um, mixed. It's like a um, mosaic, fabric mosaic, I guess. And using the jewellery piece so, of... So the, um, the, the styrofoam ball <coughs> is actually covered with the, with the textile, correct? Yeah, I've covered it with foil first and then the fabric over the top and of that. She's one of my favorites, I mm. have to tell you. It's very, very pretty. Uh -huh. And see, the, oh, uh, you know, many people, when they, they are introduced to sculpting, they put all their fears out, like, oh, I can't sculpt, and my hands can't do anything. I hear that so many times. But it just you, you need to let your creativity go out in the sense, oh, I can use a styrofoam ball and then cover that with fabric. I, I can use a metal to create the rest of the torso. I can use a mop to create the hair, right? And, and you create something that yeah. is so unique and beautiful. I mean, I look at this, this lady and it makes me smile. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'll just show you. Talking about hair and the mop. Uh -huh. um, yes. Um, I have this um, sitting lady. Yes, I can yeah. see. Yeah. I don't know if you can see. Her hair is made out of um, a scarf. Oh. You know, you can get lots of different fibers that people like knit scarves silk out scarf? of. Was it a silk no, scarf? No, it's not. It's not. No, it's just a um, a yarn that's made. Oh. It's not even um, a natural fiber. Uh -huh. It's a very fluffy uh, type of yarn very that's cool knitted idea. together. Yeah, and put in the paper pole. And, Very you know, cool. as it's drying, you can um, manipulate it to get the style that you like. I love it. I love it. Now, you mentioned a couple of times that you use an air dry clay that is two-part. I'm not familiar yes. with a two-part air dry clay. So that's not epoxy clay or something like that, is it? Uh, yeah, it is. Oh, it is. So it's a type of epoxy clay that it, part A, part B, and then you, you go. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Elena, did you paint the lady, Sh the lacy Sean, on the figure with the orange dress? If so, what paint did you use and what color? Oh, I used um, transparent Pavapol uh, with the blue uh, Pava color mixed okay. in it. So I mixed that color in a tray um, with with, yeah, with transparent, and then put the shawl into the um, you know, knead the uh, have a pole through the fibres of the um, fabric. Uh -huh. <clears throat> and with cotton like this, excuse me, you need to um, knead it in quite well so the have a pole gets right into the fibre of the fabric because, I, you know, otherwise it doesn't have as much uh, weatherproofing and it can miss parts you have to be careful not to miss parts because it's quite um thick uh, it's a thick uh oh, thread cool. that it's made out of yeah and the power color is the powder right that you mix into the power the power that's right yes okay. both are this one's one's terracotta and that one's blue oh the terracotta <laughs> you also use the powders the power color yeah Yep. Very cool. I, I like process. how intense yep. it is. That's good. Uh, Christine mm. is asking, does power pole add a lot of weight to the materials you use? Oh, no, not really. Um, you can, they're really quite, they're really light, actually. Uh -huh. um, when you're making it and you're mixing the power pole into the fabric, uh, you need to, it can be quite heavy at that point. But then you need to uh, squeeze out the excess, mainly because you don't you don't need the excess if it's like dripping, uh -huh. and so you waste you waste your um, paper pole basically, and you don't need it. So, but once it's dry, it's really light. Sally, do you paint the paper pole directly on the air dry clay? Can you do that? 
Yes, you can. Yes. Easy, yeah. even better. Amelia is saying, the hair made from a scarf is so cool, in caps lock. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, Brown, I know you, you, you uh, prepare a tutorial for us. Tell us a, a little bit about it before we watch it. Okay, so the tutorial is on um, these stylized elephants. Uh, they're made, um, I was looking to make make them and I I had some two-legged stands that are a Pavapole product and I uh, foiled up the legs. Like I actually didn't wrap them. I just squashed the foil onto the legs and that's okay because elephant's legs are not quite smooth anyway. They're quite leathery. And um, with the bodies, so the legs just go up. They're curved at the top with a slight um, rod at the top. And I used foil, clumps of foil to make shape. I could have probably got some, uh, you know, polystyrene or something to bulk it out first, but I didn't. I used uh, a foil um yeah to make the different body shapes and then covered them in strips of cotton interlock interlock uh -huh. is there is the um, one behind you yes would you On mind the, picking up this, yeah this is the little baby <laughs> elephant oh look at that yes but so I have some photos. I guess um, I have a, a wall piece that I bought from somebody else uh -huh. with elephants, and that inspired me to, to make these. Yeah, to create these it's ones very... for the garden. Do you, Do you mind hmm. turning it around a little bit? So you... I know hmm. you have a helper there. I want to see my you. able assistant. Yeah, <laughs> it's my very daughter. Cool. She's doing a great awesome. job. I love mother and daughter teams. I have one right here with me. <laughs> Very oh, good. Cool. <laughs> They're great. Yeah. yeah the best thing around. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's very cool. I'm excited to see this. So let's watch this tutorial. And don't forget, this is going to be the last part where you can actually ask questions uh, about the her art, everything about her, and of course the product. Let's watch. Welcome to my studio in Canberra, the capital of Australia. I have a cozy nook at the end of my garage where I house all my Pavapole stock. Today I'm going to be making some stylized elephants. Uh, these are elephants I've made previous to this. Um, they're fun, they're creative, they're easy to make and they can go in your garden or inside. I discovered the usefulness of these um, two-legged Pavapole stands when looking for uh, something to make these elephants out of. They're already made, they're strong because they're made out of steel and you can add uh, things to them. I will just wrap around it, just squash the foil onto it and smooth it down a bit. It doesn't really need to be that smooth because the elephant's legs are quite leathery. And so I just cut a strip. Um, it doesn't really matter what length it is and just sort of squash it on. This gives a little bit of body um, for the legs. So I just take these legs right up to the top. Once I get up to the join, that's where I'm going to make the body of the elephant. This is where I can really just scrunch it up and squash it on. It's quite therapeutic squashing it on. You can just put it onto one place because the alpha um, is good at holding itself together. Add a little bit to scrunch up where the knees might be. Um, just squash it on and it stays there. If the alfoil doesn't, um, isn't staying on and sticking to itself, which it usually does, I can just use, add a little strip of aluminium tape. I've added aluminium wire wrapped around uh, the top of the stand. Um, to add an extension on for the elephant's trunk and I'll cover that with foil just the same as I've done the legs. So 
I filed the whole elephant and now I'm ready to wrap it um, using uh, strips of interlock cotton. Um, you can also use wrappers um, but I like the interlock because it gets gives a real ridgy effect and shows the leatheriness and the um, curviness of the elephant's skin and it works well with the highlighting. Uh, so I've got my first strip that I've um, put into the paddle pole and kneaded it right through the fabric. And I'm just rolling it up uh, to make it easier when I'm wrapping. And I'll start from the bottom and attach my strip of paddle pole cloth onto the stand. And I'll just wrap it all the way up the legs and I'll continue with strips right up the top including the trunk. I made the eyes out of a two-part um, clay air drying clay medium. They're quite um, saggy around the eyes so I just cut some a couple of diagonal pieces. The actual eye will sit in the middle of that and I've cut out some little shapes out of the interlock two pieces for each ear so that they go together and they give it a bit more strength it sticks a bit to the body but as it dries you can use a skewer to shape them a bit more and when it dries a bit more um, we'll do some highlighting in the silver so now the elephant's wrap in pavapole now highlight the creases in the elephant with transparent pavapole and silver pavacolor. Um, I just have a little bit on this foil, dip, dipping the brush into the pavapole and then into the uh, silver and I brush it upwards onto the sculpture and it picks up the ridges of the interlock. The highlighting really makes the elephant pop. Looks a bit white at this point because of the wet other pole, transparent, but it will dry off and leave the silver highlights. There we go. When that's all dry, then I'll cover it with some Josephine varnish so they're happy to go outside in this Canberra. Weather. These stylized elephants are a fun um, pavapole project to work on if you've got a spare few hours one morning or afternoon then have a go. Simple and fun. Awesome, awesome. They're beautiful. Very good job. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Sandra is asking, have you ever used bubble wrap covered with masking tape to bulk out a piece? No, I haven't actually, but it sounds like a good idea to me. Uh -huh. um, you'd probably have to cover it with the foil um, because um, bubble wrap is plastic, and um, that's a good idea, I think. Very, very cool. So, Brown, any final words for the people that are watching you today? What will, you know, tell me three things that you like about what you do that they should be, you know, in embracing in their lives. Well, Pavapol is easy. You know, there's some real, it's easy to make something really creative and something that looks good. And you don't have to be, you don't have, have to have innate creativity to be able to create something great. You can just, um, there's plenty of um, tutorials out there and there's plenty of people um, doing workshops. And once you've done and you realize how the, the um, product works, then you can, um, you know, the sky's the limit. Then you'll find that your, creati your creativity comes to the fore and you can, you know, you'll, you'll have ideas of your own. Yeah, true. And um, I love, I always love when we say, when somebody says this, the sky is the limit, because for me, it just translates that you just have to start trying, right? Because once you, you start, 
playing with the medium and, and the objects that you have around you, the ideas will flow and you can go from there. That's right. Absolutely. So anybody can um, create anything. You can do simple things and you can do more complicated things if you want, but it's available to anybody to, um, to have a go really and create something beautiful. Yeah. So, so why stop yourself, right? You, you go try. I mean, you probably have a styrofoam ball someplace. You have aluminum, I know. It's just go to the kitchen. So it, you can start putting something together and, and see how you uh, like to be using the medium and, and, you know, the things that you can create and things go from there. I have a, a comment for you. Liz is saying, I love the simplicity of building the base of these elephants. I can't wait to try one myself see well you already got at uh, least one inspired here to get started uh, fantastic thank you, yeah yeah uh thank you so much for sharing your wisdom wisdom i'm feeling very inspired elena is saying brown thank you very much your figures are stunning and yes brown thank you so much not only for being here today with us but of course all the work you did to make this interview possible right the the tour the tutorial uh i do appreciate you you joining the team of people that want to spread the word about this type of sculpture right using this type of medium because i think it's revolutionary that all of us that love fiber and textiles i i am a big one of them i love fiber and textiles i like the touch of it i like the colors that we can now translate that into a, a whole new world by creating sculptures, wall pieces, many different things that for a while people thought, mm, this is never going to work with textiles. Now we see we can. So thank you so much for helping spread the word with that, uh, with that, and you know, I, I love your space. I was thinking, uh, even today, my studio is like, excuse me, excuse me, you know, full of stuff, and then I get, and I <laughs> sometimes, for real, I have half a table to work on. So I, 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 I'm really inspired by that because you know, you you use what you have, and you use in a very cool way. Don is saying, uh, love learning a bit about you. Thank you so much for your time. Sandra Siri is saying, thank you so much. So again, thank you for being here. I, I, I loved your pieces and I, I will try one of those ladies with the styrofoam ball because the moment I saw that, I said, oh, I got to try that. And, and you know how creatives are. That's how we get inspired. I got to try that, right? Thank oh, so fantastic. Much. Good on you, Shahar. And yeah. thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to share my work and, um, um, yeah, share my work with you and, and anybody else who's listening. Yes, yes. And the doors are always open for you here anytime you want to come back. And please thank your daughter for, for helping everybody enjoy your pieces, okay? <laughs> She's waving. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Really good, really good. Good job. Hey guys, so that's it for today. Don't forget those three websites that, that you see at the bottom of the screen. They open a door for a lot of possibilities, right? So again, if you're in the US, powerpoamerica.com. If you're in Australia, powerpoleaustralia.com.au, powerpole.com will give you all the distributors around the world, and there are many out there. So look for them and, and you know, go take a class. Get your hands dirty with the product because you're going to love it. <laughs>